Welcome to a special edition of the Channel 33 podcast. I'm here with super producer Mike Will. Uh, I'm Micah Peters. I'm a staff writer with The Ringer. And today we're going to talk about your upcoming album, Ransom 2, which comes out on the 24th. Yes. Friday, yep. Well, first of all, happy birthday. Let me say that first. I appreciate that, man. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Did you get anything interesting for your birthday? Man, we're just getting started, man. It's early morning. You know what I'm saying? We're up here recording. Starting it off light. Um, so, you had a recently released song with Pharrell, one yeah. of the new singles off the album, it's called Aries, You Go, yeah. and it's the one, I think. Man, I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. So, how did that come together? I mean, like, first of all, I want to know, how did you get Pharrell to talk? Because the last time I think I heard a Pharrell verse like that was on Move That Dope, which yeah. you also worked on with P. Nasty on the yeah. Future's 2004 album, Honest. Yeah. Like, so how did that song come together? Man, it was like, um, man, for real, we, man, we got a good relationship or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? We both Aries, man, we just, we always connect on that level, you know what I'm saying? So, um, like, when I first, first met him, you know what I'm saying, he just came up to me, he was like, yo, you Mike Will? I was like, yeah, he was like, yo, man, yo, big fan, bro, big fan, but I didn't even think he knew who I was, but, you know what I'm saying, he showed love off the rip, you know what I'm saying? So, from there, you know what I'm saying, we just kept building, and then we did Move That Dope, and then, um... That was a good success. We actually, we actually had bumped heads about about that. It was a funny story, man, because he had sent me two different verses, uh-huh. and then I had put the two different verses together. But he wanted to use the second verse, but I had used both of the verses, and then like I had sent it to him for clearance, but I guess he didn't hear. It. I guess he just assumed that it was the second verse, uh-huh. and then um, so when it dropped and he heard it, he was like, "Yo, bro, like." I wanted to use that, you know what I'm saying, the, the second <laughs> verse, I didn't know you were putting it together. I was just like, man, bro, it was just like, man, I couldn't use, like, I couldn't not use this flow off of the first verse. Like, mm-hmm. this, it was too crazy, you know what I'm saying? And then he ended up, like, we had to take it down at first, and then he ended up hearing it a little bit more, and then he ended up being like, yo, no, no, I'm, I'm fucking with it, you know what I'm saying? So we, we were able to put it back up, but, um, um, like, with this album right here, I had ran into him at a party, mm-hmm. and, um, he was like, what's going on with your album, bro? And I was like, I'm about to turn it in. He was like, man, you cannot turn in the album without me, bro. Like, I got to be on the album. I'm like, all right, say no more. So we got in the studio the next day, and then um, we started on this record. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just played. That was the first beat I played, and then he was just he was just fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? And we were just bouncing ideas back and forth. He was going in on it, and then um, we went back to the studio the next day. And it was crazy. He only goes to the studio at 6 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So, really? Hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like an early morning or whatnot. You know what I'm okay. saying? So I, we went in the second day, knocked it all the way out. I got to mix and master it. You know, so I turned it in. Like I turned my album in like three days late. So we, we, it was good timing. Okay. Or, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, it's just I couldn't get over the fact that it was just it's Pharrell talking about the bag. Like I've been. Yeah. Have you heard? Uh, there was this one Lucy he did with Ti. I want to say it was like in 2010 where he was rapping under the moniker Skateboard, but it was SK8BRD oh, okay, okay. instead of like Station Wagon P like he yeah, does here. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you really don't think about it too much that Pharrell was like really leaning on rappers at one point. Like we're yeah. actually coming up on the 11th, 11 year anniversary of the Gangster Girls mixtape that he did where yeah. he was like rapping over Liquid Swords and everything like that. Yeah, now Pharrell, man, that's like, I'm a super fan of Pharrell, man. Like, 
all the way respected when we were working on areas I was just telling them like bro like man you got so many different like you know what I'm saying like there's no there's no boundaries on you man so let's just channel in and like each part like man let's give them like the best raps you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying let's give them like the endless melody you know what I'm saying let's give them the wave and then let's give them like let's let's give them like new lingo and then like you know what I'm saying like and, and let's just make it like the best of that and like a, you know what I'm saying all the way complete record so it was like I mean it all came together it came together dope like you know what I'm saying definitely in the amount of time that you know what I'm saying we turned it around and um it was crazy because um like that song, I don't know, it, it just gave me like the same feeling as I had like with Black Beatles mm-hmm. from the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And, and it was like, Black Beatles was the last song that we turned in, and then this song was the last song that we turned in. Like, I feel like this is like, I don't know, Michael Jackson level, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like today, for real. Right. Um, yeah, but like more about the recording process, as you said, for only goes to the studio at 6 a.m. It seems like, say for instance, with Gucci on my, when you had a, I think it was 21 Savage, YG, Migos, yeah. and Kamaya like, had some uncredited vocals on there, I think. Yeah, the girl, the girl vocals in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just seems like the video itself, because you're all just kind of like, you're just sitting around in this lounge just with red velvet and gold everywhere. <laughs> and it just seems like that is... And it's, it seems like a very simple idea that the video sounds exactly like the song sounds like, yeah. but it seems very natural where it's just kind of like you kind of rely on group dynamics and chance, like when yeah. you're in your recording process. I mean, like, am I, in, am I no, 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 close to it? Or? No, 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 <laughs> okay. um, so, I mean, I guess like how, like generally, is that how... Is, is is that correct? Is that how the songs usually come together? Um, it all depends, man. Every record is different. You know what I'm saying? Like that record in particular, you know what I'm saying? It was like me pulling up on YG. Like me and YG, we always been cool. Like he let me hear his first album before it came out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I always let him hear stuff, but we never had anything together. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we both respected each other's work and we both were like, you know what I'm saying? Like we fought with each other, but nobody ever knew that we fought with each other or whatnot. And, um, so he was in Atlanta and he was at the studio. So I pulled up on him and uh, 21 was there. So they were working on another song. And um, I had just made that beat like like in LA and then I had went to Atlanta and then um, I had went in the studio and they were like, they were like, yo man, I know Mike Will, I know you got some beats. I know you got some beats, you know what I'm saying? So then I just played that beat and then 21 had heard it. And he was like, man, hey, turn the mic on. You know what I'm saying? He went in the booth. Mm-hmm. And it was just straight to the point. Gucci on my shirt, Gucci on my... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, with the video, it was like, man, this this song is, like, so straight to the point that yeah. it's like, man, why wouldn't we just go all the way to Gucci World? You know what I'm saying? And not, <laughs> and not only have, like, like um, the Gucci that's in stores today, but also have, like, vintage Vintage Gucci in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, had the Gucci goblets in there, like, you know what I'm saying? The wingtips. Yeah, Yeah. and and the the, um, table spread, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like different charms and and different things like that, you know what I'm saying? So, it was like, man, let's let's just take it all the way to a Gucci world, and you know what I'm saying? We actually came with that whole concept, find a location and everything, like, in a day, you know Mm. what I'm saying? With Motion Family, and and, and everybody that was like, played a part in that, so, it was like, man, we turned it around in a day, and, and it all, and it all, like came together. Is that just like that, uh, that spirit of just kind of like just doing, is that just something that you picked up hanging around Patchwork since you were like 15? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how I came up, like, you, you gotta just do. You know what I'm right. saying? You can't sit around and 
think too much. Definitely, when I was young, like you only you only young once. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. now, now me just turning 28 today is like, you know what I'm saying? Like things got to be more like tasteful, and you know what I'm saying? You got to keep showing growth, and but then at the same time, like you know what I'm saying? Staying true to, you know what I'm saying? Like your your art or whatnot. Of course, of right. course. Um, with respect to that, you're talking about. Uh, elevating a taste and whatnot, um, yeah. or being adaptable and being able to move, switch out. Because I mean, like you're, I mean, re- a massive crossover success. So, well, I guess my question is, when you're making certain beats, like say, like All In for Kid Cudi off of uh, his uh, Pain and Passion of Demon's Land, or never in the future song from like Pluto or seven, seven, three love the Jeremiah song. Like, are you making those beats and thinking this is, this is for this person or it's like, man, really, I got a production company, you know, so I got a production team. So it's like, man, we, we really just want to change the sound on all kinds of music. Like, you know what I'm saying? We listen to everything. So it's like, we don't only listen to just straight, you know what I'm saying? Straight hip hop records. Like, this whole this whole journey, like our whole journey, my whole journey, and everything, we we've just been able to use the resources at hand, and yeah. we've been learning as we go. You know what I'm saying? So like, like um, with with, with different like R and B records and different pop records and different stuff like that, it was like, man, this would be like a dope. You know what I'm saying? R and B. This is like a dope R and B beat. Okay. The only R and B artists that we know at the time is like Jeremiah and maybe like a couple more different people. Man, Jeremiah all the way locked in, like, yo, let's work. Mm-hmm. So that's as a producer, that's what you need first. Is a is an artist that, you know what I'm saying, respects your sound, respects what you do as a producer and different things like that. You know what I'm saying? So when he was all the way locked in, you know what I'm saying, he trusts my judgment when I'm like, yo, bro, this is the beat, man. Hop on this, man. I feel like this is a smash and da da da. He's feeling just that passionate about that track, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then when he's going in, he, he creates a masterpiece like 773 Love. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Me, P, um, Jeremiah, like, you know what I'm saying? The whole team, we know that this is like the greatest record on <laughs> earth. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to, you know what I'm saying? Get Convincing like the, everybody. Yeah, yeah, like the, like the, um, the um, Def Jam side at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to try to get them to put it out as like a, a real single and let them know that it's a real single and, and all that. It was like, the time that it came out, it was like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not like today. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now you can kind of put things out and it's going to stream and it's going to kind of spread. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, like like around that time, it was like kind of like, it, it just came out on the internet, but the people who heard it like really appreciated it or whatnot. You know yeah, what I love that song. Word. And then yeah. um, like when you, when you think about like, um, like, I mean, any record, man, Any every record is different, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like like all in, you know what I'm saying, with, with Cuddy. It was like me and Cuddy, we were in the studio for like a whole day just going through like a bunch of beats, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, gang of beats, like beat ideas I might have just started on, beat ideas, you know what I'm saying, like that might be full beat ideas, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we really put together like a whole EP and we had like a track listing and everything of a, of a, you know what I'm saying, like of just straight instrumentals, right. you know what I'm saying? And then we had a name for the project and all that, but you know what I'm saying? He didn't he didn't record on any of them yet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But out of that list, you know what I'm saying, all in was like the one that he recorded on and he was excited about and he wanted to put out at the time. And we just knew it would be like a shock just, you know what I'm saying, with me and him working together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, like shout out to Plus, man, he created the vibe on that, on that all in, you know what I'm saying? He set the tone on that. And um, but yeah, man, so it's like, man, really like 
ear drummers, man, we all we always just push each other and challenge each other just to be out the box and just sonically, you know what I'm saying? We all sonic sonically just on some on some you know what I'm saying? We, we always try to be on some next shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um yeah, I mean like to your point about uh, creating like you don't just listen to R and B or rap or whatever. And it's yeah. like kind of like nobody really thinks about well certainly no not the layperson would think about how Rico Love produced cell therapy and don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um you gotta be out that box. I mean growing up watching people like Pharrell or you know what I'm saying, like Timbo or like you know what I'm saying, like like Kanye, you know what I'm saying, like like different different producers just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bend over and, like, have, like, the hottest hip-hop record and then have, like, the hottest pop record and then, like, you know what I'm saying? Take, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when, 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 when Pharrell and Gwen, like, linked up and, you know what I'm saying? He took Gwen out of her element and it just brought a whole new sound and, like, when Dr. Dre linked up with Gwen and, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just was, like, a whole new sound. Like, I'm, I'm into stuff like that, like, making moments, you know what I'm saying? Making, like, classic records as, like, man, y'all, I heard it here first. Like, I remember when this shit happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like say, for instance, like, when you're gearing up to, because there's people that are, like, further outside the box than, you know, than just going back and forth between, like, R&B and hip-hop, which kind yeah. of, like, are bedfellows somewhat. Like, say you're making, like, the Bangers album from Miley Cyrus. You produce, yeah. like, half, like, the lion's share of the songs on that album. Yeah. Like, do you have to, project, yeah. yeah, do you have to listen to, like, do you have to get into a different headspace of, like... I mean, like, if you look at my iTunes right now, I got everything, man, from, like, uh, Young Scooter, 21 Savage, Future, to The Smiths, um, Queen, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, Arctic Monkeys, uh, Art J, Gucci Mane, Two Chains, Ray Streamer, um, you know what I'm saying, Ears, uh, yeah. Fat Man Key, Two Nine, you know what I'm saying, and then like, like you know what I'm saying, it's like yeah. so, it's like so much different stuff to Miley Cyrus, to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, uh, man, Lauren Hill, the Fugees, like right. you know what I'm saying, like just like, really eclectic, yeah, it? just yeah. everything, man, Imogen Heap. Um, I got a selfish question though. What's your favorite Arctic Monkey song? Uh, I'll have to say, um, Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High or either, um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like that whole project. I really like the way the, the, the AM pro- project. Yeah. yeah. I really like the way the project was just like mixed. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, like sonically how it sounded. It came on sounding like, Dr. Dre mixed with like Linkin Park, like I don't, I don't even know. Like it was just, <laughs> it was like, like it was very like submerged and boozy and like very like cool and like yeah. I, I don't know. And it was just fresh. Yeah. Everything was just fresh about it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, I mean, like talking about, uh, I mean, like you also produced, like you worked on Mercy on uh, Cruel Summer and. Uh, produce formation, which you know, like was, I mean, the world kind of stopped spinning for a second. <laughs> um, I mean, is there anybody like you? I mean, so like, Ludacris, Jeezy, Miley Cyrus, Beyonce, literally everyone from Atlanta, Kendrick, Big Sean. Like, is there anybody that you haven't worked with that like you really want to work with? Adele. Adele. Yeah. 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 What would that record sound like? I exactly. Mean. <laughs> That's exactly what it would sound like. Yeah. What, what the fuck is this? Like, I feel like me and, me and Adele will be able to make like the 
man, like an MP3 that's never been heard before, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, I already know how I want the session to go and everything, bro. Like, and I know we'll come up with something like super forward pushing, super, super different. Super mm. like, yo, what the, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I see that you like kind of, well, I mean, like you chase that feeling a lot. I think I was reading an interview with The Fader where you were talking about making uh, that Goo-Wop Home record. Mm -hmm. um, I have two questions about that, actually. One, you were saying that you were describing like what the beat sounded like to Gucci over Corelinks, which is like the text messaging service that he used for yeah. inmates. Like, yeah. how do you go about describing a beat like through a text message? Man, like, man Gucci was just on a wave, man. Yeah. My man was locked down. He was just, we were just texting each other, you know what I'm saying, on the Corelinks, and he was just like, man, bro, look, I want the beats to sound like this. I want the beats to sound hard, just aggressive, just, you know what I'm saying, da da da. Just, I really want to see what you and Zay what you and Zay would like cook up together like da 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 but it was crazy because me and Zay were already working and we had that like motherfucking right for 2 chains. you right. know what I'm saying so um song is also when, a force when, when that song came out like Gucci had hit me like yo I heard that song you and Zay did with 2 chains, man that shit hard he was like man look he was just he was in tune with everything that was like dropping at the time and then he was just telling me like look bro and when I get out bro like I need my beats like this but I'm already thinking in my head like how I'm thinking like he should sound. And it's like, when he's hitting me, it's almost like he's describing like, I'm listening to the beats, I'm like, okay, he pretty much describing this beat, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, I feel like, man, I'm gonna come that way, but you know what I'm saying? Just know it's gonna be a different tempo. Like, it's gonna be a different tempo than everything else that's going on right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just want it to sound like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not trying to fit in with anything or anything like that. We're just dropping our project, and then people just appreciate that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, man, yeah, I'm with that. Da, da, da. And, and it's like we got out and knocked out everybody's looking in six days. So it's like we were pretty much on the, yeah. on the same wave. Um, I think that, like, you were talking about uh, the... First Day Out the Feds beat was named First Day Out the Feds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like we already had talked about the song and everything. Yeah. Like, and, and he called me when he got out and was like, yo, man, send me some beats, bro. I'm about to head to the house. I'm like, bro, I'm about to send you that first out the Fez beat. It's, send it to him. That's the first thing we recorded. That's still, like, just so, like, so amazing that the first, <laughs> like, seriously, the first day he gets out the Fez starts talking about the Gats and the Toolies. Like, that was, <laughs> that was kind of amazing. Right. But also, you were talking about making way back I think it was mm -hmm. um, and you were describing like the sound that you wanted to your engineer because y'all were kind of button heads about how dirty the drum sounded which is your trademark sound yeah. right so yeah. and you were saying you wanted to, you went to Africa and heard a lion roar yeah. <laughs> and you wanted it to sound like that exactly bro. is that the most inspirational sound that you've ever heard or man that's like the that's like the best thing how I could just describe it to him at the time. It was mm -hmm. just like, man, I was in South Africa. I was feed, We were feeding these lions or whatever. And one of the dudes that, that, were, that was with us at the time, like it was like this big chunk of meat that we were feeding the lions. So he had took the meat and, and hit one of the lions with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, are you out your fucking mind? But we're, we're in South Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a lion, bro. Like, it ain't no piecing it up or it ain't nothing. Like, it ain't none of that, bro. You're like, nah, 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 man. I, I ain't mean to, I ain't mean to. Meanwhile, the lion's just sitting there showing his teeth the whole time. The whole lineage is right here. The whole family is just looking at us. 
So the driver don't really know that he did that. I'm like, yo, man, let's just keep it moving, man. Let's keep it moving. So we're shooting, the other, we're shooting this other scene from Ray Schremer video for This Could Be Us. Mm-hmm. And then all you hear is like, and, and it just gets loud and loud. I'm like, damn, what is that thunder? But it's a clear sky. I'm like, man, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Then it start roaring even louder. Louder, they're like, man, that's the lions. Bro, I've never heard nothing like that in my work, in, in my life. Like, it was like, man, I don't even know how to explain it, man. You know what I'm saying? That's and all the animals started running. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I was in the studio and I was trying to get this beat to where it's at, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, my boy, my boy Corey, he's, he's um, Gucci's engineer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I never really mixed, like, one of my tracks, like, with, with him before. You know what I'm saying? So this was our first time, like, really getting in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mixing the tracks. And I, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I had sent a version to Gucci. And then Gucci was like, man, nah, bro, it sound like, man, it sound like you, you, you in there scared of somebody, Will? Like, I'm like, bro, it's not beating, right? He was like, he was like, man, nah, bro, it's supposed to be beating harder than this. I'm like, bro, don't even worry about it, man. I was saying the same thing. They were telling me that it need to be clean. Say no more. I'm just, you know what I'm saying, take control right yeah. quick. Went in the studio with Corey, and I'm like, listen, Corey, man, you are fire what you do. You know what I'm saying? But just know, like, this beat has to sound so big, bro. Like, I want this to sound like a lion roaring. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? I want it to sound like nothing you know what I'm saying like nothing has ever sounded before like you know what I'm saying and then we're just in the studio going back and forth I'm like nah this gotta turn out this gotta be more round nah this kick gotta hit right here you know what I'm saying until we finally got it mm-hmm. and then it was like Gucci ended up doing two songs on that drum loop mm-hmm. so um so we used Way Back and then we used it for Richest Nigga in the Room mm-hmm. the same drum loop you yeah. know what I'm saying so and then Zay added on both of those you know what I'm saying so yeah. That's how those songs came about. So when you're talking about, like, you have the drums and then Gucci lays the verse and then Zaytoven comes in and adds the the, 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 the organ and yeah. everything on top, like, so there's a lot of layers there and then you got to add in the ad libs and everything else. Like, do you think about music visually? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I feel like art is all about layers, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you look at a painting, when you, when you see, like, uh, or orange and a green is gonna bring this kind of feel or a texture, you know what I'm saying? Or like a, a yellow and a brown is gonna bring this kind of texture, or either a straight yellow is gonna bring this kind of texture, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, I feel like art is all about layers, you know what I'm saying? Even when it comes to, to music, you know what I'm saying? Like you might stack a couple of drums on top of each other and, and it might bring this kind of effect versus just a clean 808 or versus just a clean kick, you know what I'm saying? It all, it all brings different vibes. So when I'm thinking about like, like um, like the flow of a song or like, you know what I'm saying, how a song's gonna be laid out or structured or whatever. I'm thinking about all that, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, take these eight away, it's all right, quick. Okay, pause the beat right here. Okay, you need to drop in right here and maybe pause, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm thinking about all that, it's just like sonics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, before we get out of here, uh, I wanted to ask you uh, about, okay, so there's this uh, piece on Pitchfork called Chaos Theory, the, Unpredicta- the Unpredictability of Young Thug, where Dundee talks about Young Thug drawing shapes on the paper instead of lyrics, like, when he, before he goes into the booth. Do you have any, like, weird recording stories like that, or? Uh, I don't really know, man. Some, some of the stuff I don't really be remembering, but yeah. I know sometimes, like, one time I had walked in the room, I had walked straight in the room, and like my boy Plus had just like laid like one sound down. Mm-hmm. I just walked straight in the room and just like finished that beat real quick. And then I just 
Like, like, not even taking my jacket off, not even dapping anybody up. Just walk straight in home, just started going crazy. I, I made like four bangers like that night, and they were like, and everybody was just looking at me like, man, bro, what the hell, bro? You ain't even dap nobody up or nothing, bro. You just walk straight in. Yeah, you were focused with, with, a, with a glass of wine, a glass of red wine, man. And man, I promise you, I was taking off my jacket while I was making the beat, man. Like, matter of fact, I, no, like. It was like around the time, I don't know if it was the same time, but it was like around the time where I did like you go, you know what I'm saying, different stuff like that, like uh -huh. the beat with Pharrell, you know what I'm saying? Like I know it wasn't the time I did Black Beatles, but it was like around all that same little time, but I don't really know any um, making beats in the car, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like we made formation riding to Coachella, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh wow. Yeah, we came up with, with formation in the car riding to Co Coachella or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Like, like on your on your phone yeah, or on your voice notes. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And then and then like Sway Lee, we having like a whole bunch of voice notes. You know what I'm saying? Same with Jim, a whole mm -hmm. bunch of voice notes. So we all riding in the car, and then I'm playing the beat, and then like you know what I'm saying? Sway Sway started freestyling, Jim freestyling, and then next thing you know, Sway Sway says I'm like um, something something not let get information. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm like what you just say? You just say get information, and then so I'm thinking in my head like Beyonce just told me that send some records, you know what I'm saying? But if I tell Sway it's for Beyonce, it's gonna throw him off, he's gonna start thinking too much. Yeah. She wants it to be just like a, a straight, how he would approach it. I was like, bruh, man, that information is hard. I'm like, what if you say, like, what if it's like a girl empowerment song, it's like, okay, ladies, now, let, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like something about the girls, he was like, man, he was like, man, okay, ladies, now let's get information. And then he just started like, and I, I turned the voice notes on, and then he was just freestyling, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then Jimmy started freestyling. And I'm like, I, I recorded it, but it's like a lot of times they have a lot of voice notes that never get recorded, like yeah. CD quality, you know what I'm saying? So we go to the studio, we do drinks on us, and then we were about to leave the studio, and I was like, bro, man, man, y'all hop on that formation. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's just, you know what I'm saying? They were like, man, you think that's going hard like that? I'm like, man, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, man, I think that, that could be something. They're like, all right, let's do it. Turn turn the beat on, boom. Sway go in the booth, he does his part, and he does, uh, okay, ladies, now let's get information. Then Jim go in the booth, and he does the whole verse, and then he says something like, uh, if she fuck me good, I'll take her ass to Margiela, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like, it was just like, they had their own <laughs> thing, but they, they had, like, their own formation. Uh -huh. So I just sent the whole thing to Beyonce, and then I had ran into her. Um, I was with LeBron. I was with LeBron, and then um, like it was random after the game one day, and we were at this hotel, and it was like three in the morning, four in the morning, and Jay Z and Beyonce just walk up, and then like you know what I'm saying, we're all just sitting there like playing music off our phones, like playing different songs and, and stuff, and we just talking music or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Beyonce just had hollered at me. She was like, "Yo, man, like I like a couple of those ideas you sent." I was like, "For real." And then she was like, man, yeah. She was like, man, one of the ones, that, like that formation song, I was like, man, yes, man. I was like, man, look. I said, yo, me and Sway, me and Sway, we were, we were talking about like the information part could be like get in line or like get information about the dude that you, you know what I'm saying, you're yeah. gonna mess with before you get in a relationship with him. Like, it, it just need to be like that woman empowerment song, like like how single ladies was. She was like, oh, okay, I like that, I like that. But she went and made it a culture empowerment song instead of it just being a lady empowerment song. Mm -hmm. Like all the way about a culture empowerment song, and then she performed it on the Super Bowl, and then the video was lit. And then you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the way she did the Super Bowl was lit, and then she dropped the album with the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like like her vision. Like she just took it even 
You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. more out the box. Yeah. So it's like, man, just working on that whole formation, that was like a crazy, that was like a crazy experience. Yeah. And me and Riff Raff did chopping blades in the car. Oh. Or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're probably in my BMW. I was just playing the beat, and Riff Raff just. I'll be chopping blades. I'll be flipping. He was just in my BMW going crazy. I was like, bro, lay that down when we go in the studio. <laughs> we went in the studio. He just laid it down. That shit came out hard, man. Yeah, man. That's or, chopping blades in formation. It just sounds like he's just stomping <laughs> on the like. It's 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 great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right. Well, man, I appreciate you stopping by and talking to me about Ransom 2 and man, sharing yeah. that story about Beyonce yeah. and Riff Raff. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Man, no, for real, man. Ransom 2 is now available. You know what I'm saying? Just a rare, it's just a rare, rare project, man. It's never been done before, man. Not in this way. This has been a special edition of the Channel 33 podcast. Again, I'm Micah Peters, a staff writer with The Ringer, and this is Mike Will. Dick. All right.